Today's episode is brought to you by the Happy Music Teacher Academy, where you can go to get beyond the chaos, build confidence, and find harmony in your music classroom. For more information, go to storiesthatsing.net forward slash join the Happy Music Teacher Academy. See you there. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. elementary music teacher who's frustrated and overwhelmed. I'm Jeanette Shorey, a happy music teacher who loves teaching every day, but it wasn't long ago I was in your shoes. Join me Wednesdays to help you find happy in your music classroom. Well, the leaves are not quite changing colors yet, and the air is not quite crisp, but it is fall. It is October, and that means we elementary school music teachers have this really amazing opportunity to take some of the beauty of the fall season and bring it into our classrooms. And one of the most effective ways to engage our kiddos in that musical exploration is by using themes. So this week, we're going to talk about a fall theme. And since you know me as the Stories That Sing Lady, I am going to give you a whole plethora, a whole bunch of fall books that you can use in your music classroom. So before we get started with that, I would like to give you seven tips on how to use any theme in your music classroom. The first one is you want to start with the theme. You want to begin your journey with a theme in mind. So fall has like so many options. We've got the changing leaves, the cooler weather, Halloween, apples, harvest time, the list goes on and on. And then if you extend it into November, then you've got Thanksgiving and you've got the just just everything that goes along with fall. I'm going to tell you, fall is not my favorite season by a long shot. I am a summer girl all the way. I grew up in South Florida, like way south, Fort Lauderdale area. So once it starts getting cooler, I mean, I like fall okay, but the problem is I know winter is coming next and I am so totally not a winter girl. I mean, my favorite, favorite is summer. And after that is spring because I love all the beautiful flowers. But I will tell you that where I live in Alabama, we are having just a spectacular fall so far. We have just like this beautiful, cool-ish weather. It's like in the 50s in the morning and then it warms up in the afternoon. I mean, it's, it's like the best thing ever, but I digress. So let's talk about those seven tips for using a theme to really plan any unit, any lesson. I mean, it is the easiest way, the quickest way, the most time-saving way to plan a lesson. So first of all, you're going to start with a theme in mind. So something that is clear 
concise, and easy to find resources for. In this case, we're talking about fall. Next, you're going to find a storybook for that theme. I love to use storybooks because it gives you a set structure and there are usually at least three different music skills you can teach with any storybook. And if you are struggling with what to teach, book a call with me. I am so happy to give you some tips and strategies. And there will be a link in the show notes so you can book a call with me. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to look in your storybook for things like repeating patterns. As you read your book, you're going to find different patterns, different repeating phrases and words that are really good to help you teach rhythm and musical form. And you're going to encourage your kids to clap along or use an instrument or maybe create a tiny melody with that repeating pattern. We'll talk more about some examples in a bit. Number four, you're going to look for sound words. So Fall storybooks have so many descriptive words, rustling and crunching and whispering. And I mean, there there are tons and tons of descriptive words. And when we go into our storybook examples, I'll give you some examples of sound words. One of my favorite things to do with any storybook is to create a soundscape, kind of like a theme that goes along while you're reading the storybook. So that is tip number four. Tip number five, find some movement words. So you're going to create movements from the story using the words in the story. For example, if you've got sway or if you've got fall or if you've got jump, those are movement words. And again, we're going to go into some examples of those when I give you your storybook examples. Number six, look for a steady beat. Lots and lots of storybooks have a natural rhythm, especially if they rhyme. So you can use the steady beat of the story and have your students either clap their hands or pat their legs, or you can use unpitched percussion instruments to to keep a steady beat throughout the story. You can even use the beat to mimic the pacing of the story's events. For example, if things are moving at a fast pace, your tempo your steady beat could be faster, and when things slow down, your steady beat can be slower. And number seven, add some instruments. My all-time favorite way to teach instrument technique is by using storybooks. So you're going to take a repeating pattern or a rhythmic part of the story, and you're going to add some instruments that seem appropriate. So let's go ahead and check out some storybooks that are fall-themed and work really, really well when you're teaching music in the fall. The first one I like to talk about is Leaf Trouble. It's by Jonathan Emmett, illustrated by Caroline Jane Church. And I am paging through, so you may hear the pages turning. And this one is all about a squirrel who doesn't understand that 
the tree that he and his sister and his mom live in is losing its leave, leaves. He thinks it's dying and or or he thinks that something bad is happening with it. So he walks through and he is trying to gather up all the leaves and he's running all around and he's trying to put the leaves back on the tree and his mom discovers and she kind of explains what's happening. So you've got so many options here. First of all, you've got the option of every time the squirrel runs, because he does a lot of running, you can do some double eighth notes. So um, you've got, let me see here, I'm just going to walk through here. You've got scampered and you've got skittered and you've got jumped and ran and you've got ran again and then you've got racing around. So all of these words are what we call movement words. And you can use those movement words. So what I like to do is I say to my students, okay, run in, run in, run in, run in. And we start out by doing it on our lap. And then later we read the story again. We do a picture walk through and we read the story again and we find all of those sound words, movement words, really they're, they're more movement words than sound words and we use them to play some sort of instrument. I love to use egg shakers because they're soft. Um, you can also use rhythm sticks, whatever you want, and you want to be very careful to make sure that they are keeping a definite beat. Run and run and run and run and. So that is just one way that you can use leaf trouble. Another way you can use leaf trouble is the leaves are floating down. So obviously you can take some sort of an instrument and you can create the high to low on any instrument, your ORF instruments, your, um, you know, if you've got a, um, a, a set of chimes, you can do it on that to model. And, you know, so that's another way to do it. Then a third thing you can do is you've got words like wah and oof that are perfect for vocal exploration. So those are three different ways that you can use leaf trouble to teach music skills. The next storybook I'm gonna to talk to you about is called One Red Apple. And this storybook is by Harriet, I'm not sure if you pronounce her name Zyfert or Zyfert, um, and I, I don't know, so I'm, I'm just going to say that I don't know. But in this story, this one is like super simple and it, it talks about one red apple and it talks and the illustrations are beautiful. They're painted. Um, they're by Carla Gudian. I'm again, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Um, so you pick an apple from the apple tree and then you drive the apple to market and it really goes through the whole cycle of what we use an apple for and then it goes through the life cycle of the apple where it goes from the seeds all the way to well it, it you eat the apple you drop the core the seeds scatter the birds scatter the seeds some more the wind scatters the seeds some more and then the seeds get planted and they grow into a new apple tree and they grow more apples so this is a recent discovery and what I really enjoyed doing and I will link the YouTube video that I found this beautiful music that I found that I thought was really cool um, and I used that 
as the backdrop and I showed the students how, well, I, I described to the students, we did a whole movement exploration, like a whole improv. And so what I did is we started out and I was like, wonder what would happen if you were an apple and we were on the apple page and I said show me what it would look like if your arms were an apple and show me what it would look like if your body looked like an apple and you were round and and chunky and you were delicious and show me how shiny you you are apple and as soon as I said shiny, like I got all these expressions of joy, it was the coolest thing ever. And so we went like that through all of them. On the part where you drive your apple to the farmer's market, they got to drive around the classroom. And so it was that sort of a lesson. And that is how I used that one. Another one I like to use is there was an old lady who swallowed some leaves by Lucille Calandro, illustrated by Jared Lead. And this one is just like, there was an old lady who swallowed some leaves. I don't know why she swallowed those leaves. Perhaps she'll sneeze. There was an old lady who swallowed a shirt. It didn't hurt to swallow that shirt. So this one is super cute. And at the end, she sneezes out everything and it becomes a pumpkin-headed scarecrow. It is, I mean, the illustrations are gorgeous. It's so much fun. It's vivid and colorful and great. Hello for Steady Beat. And if you wanted to, maybe you have ukuleles and you want to retune your ukuleles so that your students can play just that C chord without any, um, you, they just have to strum. They don't have to press any strings. You could have your littles strum while you were practicing Steady Beat and they could accompany you while you sang this storybook. We've got several for Halloween. So if you're able to do that, not everyone is, not everybody feels comfortable celebrating Halloween. And if you are not comfortable, that is totally fine. But I wanted to give you a couple of thoughts. So there's, there was an old lady who swallowed a bat, same kind of thing, only instead, there was an old lady who swallowed a bat. I don't know why she swallowed a bat. Imagine that. And she goes all the way through. And at the end, she burps out all of the Halloween characters and she says trick or treat. And it's super cute. You could do the same kind of lesson with that steady beat. And that one is also by Lucille Calandro and illustrated by Jared Lee. Again, really cute. Then we have one of my all-time favorite storybook author illustrator teams, Doreen Cronin and Betsy Lewin. If you don't know Click Clack Moo, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And this is a takeoff on that. It's called Click Clack Boo, A Tricky Treat. And Farmer Brown doesn't like Halloween. And he talks all about why he doesn't like Halloween. And he puts up the shades and locks the door, but there's a Halloween party that began. And there is crunch, crunch, crunching, and creak, creak, creaking, and tap, tap, tapping. And I'm turning the pages, if you ha can't hear it. Crunch, crunch, crunching, creak, creak, creaking, quack, quack, quacking, tap, tap, tapping. So there's um, a couple of repeating patterns in there. And those three patterns repeat 
like three times in the story, maybe four times. I think it's three. Um, I don't want to go through and count it right now, but it's it's either three or four. And you can use tap, tap, tapping. You could use hand drums, crunch, crunch, crunching. You could use a crank or you could use guiros or you could use um, rhythm sticks with the scrapey part. Um, and, you know, so so you can make up, you can create like tap, tap, tapping, rest, tap, tap, tapping, rest. So there is a tap, tap, tapping on the window. So they could do tap, tap, tapping. So, um, so you can make up some rhythms for that. And that one's super cute. The other thing you can do is you can create a really cute tiny melody that goes click, clack, boo, click, clack, boo and you can talk about long sounds and short sounds so that's kind of fun as well finally i'd like to talk to you about my lesson plan for room on a broom and what i love about this one is it's got all the halloween characters in it but there's no scary stuff so that's pretty cool I love this one for third, fourth, and fifth grade. And what I love about it is that there's some up and some down. Room on the Broom is by Julia Donaldson and Axel Scheffler. And it, the illustrations are adorable. There's a cat in it, and there's a frog, and there's a dragon. I mean, it is super, super cute. So the witch and her cat are floating along, flying along on her broom, and her hat falls off. And she says, down, cried the witch. And they fly to the ground, and they discover that a dog has found her hat. And he gives them her hat, and then he says, is there room on the broom for a dog like me? And they're like, sure. And they, um, they fly up. And the next thing that happens is the cat loses her bow and they have to go down again. And this time a bird finds the bow and they go back up. Is there room on the broom for a bird like me, etc.? So they find different animals. And at the end, there's so much weight on the broom that the broom breaks and they're going down and they get almost attacked by this dragon. I mean, it's it's a whole cute story. And all of the friends that are on the broom scare the dragon away. And it is just so cute. And so there's there's a bunch of different things you can do. What I've done with this lesson is I created a rhythm pattern for each one of the animals. And so this is why it's a third, fourth, and fifth grade lesson. So um, each one of the animals has their own rhythm pattern you get to talk about reading the rhythms, you get to talk about the different notes, the note values, etc. And then you also, they get to play on a different instrument. Like each, I, I've got frog scrapers in my classroom and so the frog has its own instrument and the frog scrapers will do that part. You can also use guiros or you can use, um, you know, the, the rhythm sticks, the, the scrapey part of the rhythm sticks. Um, the dog has a different instrument. The cat has a different instrument. Each one has its own 
rhythm. And I will link to that lesson plan in the show notes. It's a super cute one. And then you also get to talk about up and down and you can use ORF instruments for that. So that is just some great storybook lessons that you can use. I have one bonus and it is my fall leaves song. So it goes like this. Fall leaves, bright leaves, leaves are floating to the ground, colorful, fluttering, leaves are falling down. So if you would like the chords to that, that will be also linked in the show notes and that should be awesome. So let's go back really quickly and review those seven steps on how you design any lesson using a theme. First of all, you're going to start with a clear theme in mind. Number two, you're going to find a storybook to go with the theme or several storybooks to go with the theme. Number three, you're going to look for repeating patterns in that storybook or those storybooks. You're going to look for sound words. You're going to look for movement words. You're going to look for maybe the storybook has a steady beat and you're going to add some instruments. So these are some of the wonderful ways that I like to use a theme and I love to do fall. Fall is my favorite to teach. It's just not my favorite to be outside in. If you got some great tips and tidbits that are going to help you become a happy music teacher, I would be so thankful if you'd leave me a review. Thanks so much for your time. Well, that's all I have for you today. But before I go, let me remind you, keep learning, keep growing, and keep being fabulous you. Fabulous you.